Good afternoon, Footstock Hub listeners, and welcome to another episode of the weekly Footstock Hub podcast. Before we get into this podcast, as always, I just need to remind you that we now have a members section on our website. There are lots of exciting things to come within the next few weeks that everybody will definitely love. So there's a little bit of a a hint and a preview for you, but we've got loads of things on there, blogs, extra podcasts, uh, a discord chat. You've got Monkey himself going on with with contest um, entries and all those kind of bits and bobs so if you feel like you'd like to have a little bit of extra content or just support us to keep this the things like this podcast running uh, please head over to footstockhub.com and have a look for yourself this week i am joined by swiss mark mark how are you doing mate very well thanks callum how about yourself so, Mark, we've we've got a few things to talk about. Before we start, as always, it's just a little bit of a, a thing now. I want you to tell me, A, about the team that you support. B, give me a little bit of a, a, a synopsis of your season and, and any kind of hopes that you've got going forwards. Well, I don't actually support a Premier League team. I support Yeovil Town, who are now, now in the National League. And don't sound like much of a fan because I'm not going to be able to talk about much of their season because I've not really kept up with it, to be fair. Now that now that you know we're not allowed to go and watch football, and you know there's very limited opportunity of Yeovil ever being on TV, um, I've not really kept kept abreast of it very well at all. So yeah, might be best might be best not to talk about football in general instead. <laughs> I'd say what I don't know why Yeovil stick in my head right. I think it must have been maybe like FIFA 2006 or something, right? Something along those lines. Where on the career mode you wouldn't be able to start with like a Premier League team. You always have to start with a lower league team and then work your way up. And every time I pick Yeovil, I don't know why. It's a random story. It doesn't mean anything. But yeah, I'm sure it's FIFA 06. You could only pick a lower league team and it was always Yeovil. And I, I couldn't tell you any of their players. Yeah, I think it was just like the, the colours maybe of the kit. <laughs> so we're recording on the Wednesday. Did you get a chance to obviously have a, a quick watch of any of the Champions League games last night? How have your monsters started? Obviously, this won't go out until Sunday, so we will know the results of all of them. But what did you think of the games last night? Obviously, we had the Atletico at Chelsea, which was 1-0, and then the Bayern at Lazio, which was 4-1. Yeah, I didn't actually see them, but um, uh, it, it looks like, you know, um, Bayern obviously had a pretty resounding, resounding victory, which was, you know you could say a bit predictable being Bayern but it was it was going to be a tough game on paper by the looks of it um I didn't go too heavy on Bayern players in my monster entries obviously I had I used all my Lewandowski's I had available and the company with a couple of other players which didn't really do anything Kimmich I think he had a reasonable bait but I didn't do anything yeah I think he scored 15 yeah. I think um so yeah I didn't have uh Sane or um the young lad, what's his name, who scored for the first goal? Um, uh, Musiala, yeah. yeah, who's today has decided that he's, yeah. he's going down the Germany route, not the English route, which I do not blame him <laughs> one bit. That's right. And, um, yeah, of course, Chelsea taking the other tie, and I actually didn't put any Chelsea in at all, bar Mason Mount in one entry. Um, so I went a few teams with Atletico, and, yeah, obviously going to regret that now. But Yeah, I'll tell you what, I mean, I haven't seen a lot of the league this season, but the standard of obviously we've seen Barcelona get turned over. We've seen 
Sevilla get, I think Sevilla are like, they're in the top four, so and Dortmund are obviously having a terrible season. Dortmund turned them over. Um, obviously, we've got Real Madrid Atalanta tonight, which I really fancy, uh, fancy Atalanta to turn over Madrid. It just seems like, I don't know, yeah. like I said, I've not watched a lot of it this year. It just seems like that league is is just going downhill. Like, Atletico Madrid are top, and they were crap. Like, Chelsea didn't have to play well, and they managed to turn them over. So, I don't know, have you managed to see any of that this year? Um not not too much of this, the La Liga, no. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you about Atalanta tonight. I, I fancy them to turn Madrid over, to be honest. Um, so yeah, it'd be interesting to see whether... Yeah. You know, it's going to depend on which Madrid turn up, really. Um, yeah, I had a look at the uh, the squad that they'd submitted for the game and it, it just looks so bang average. I think that's probably generous. I think it's worse than bang average, to be honest. But we'll see. No doubt I've gone Atlanta quite heavy, so I'm sure it, it won't go in my favour. Um, okay, moving on. Obviously, since the, since the last podcast, one of the main things, introductions we've had to the, the platform is the new card drop contest. So obviously there's a few reasons why this has been brought in and it was kind of discussed on the official pod this week. You know, obviously, yes, card circulation, um, fun, all those kind of bits and bobs. Matt, tell me, have you entered it kind of the first two weeks? Have you had any success? And what's kind of your overall thoughts on the whole process? Would you like any changes or are you pretty happy with the way it is? Yeah, I mean, first of all, I think it's a fantastic way of getting the cards off the platform. It's um, probably the going to be the most um, beneficial way after, you know, as well as deal of the day, obviously. Um, but I think I heard in the first week they took, was it 1,600 cards off the platform with it? Which kind of, you know, blows deal of the day out, deal of the day out of the water as well. Um, but yeah, I know it's technically like footstock buying them back, really, as they're putting up, you know, £1,500 for the contest winnings. But I'm sure the average, you know, card value entered probably would have been over a pound, maybe. So, you know, they're, they're laughing, really. Um, I, I did enter both weeks so far. Uh, the first week, I, I treated it as a gold entry. So I spent about £15 on player values. Um, didn't get anything from it. Um, I, I think, you know, after seeing the how the, the prize allocation for the first week, I thought it, was more, it looks more like a, a silver contest, really. So, so from last weekend and going forward, I'm going to treat it more like a silver entry and uh, limit the limit the, the funds for the players a bit more so but yeah again this week I didn't do anything in it um but yeah as far as you know going forward my only concern would be I, I don't know if it's going to have the longevity factor you know is it a bit of a novelty at the moment and once people you know have lost 20 or 30 cards from it they might decide not to bother anymore you know um that remains to be seen I guess but yeah, I've not really thought about how they can mix it up a bit, but I'm sure they've got different ideas in the pipeline. They're always they're always working behind the scenes for stock, aren't they? So, yeah, I mean, I kind of took the same route as you. The first week, I actually went proper cheapskate, and I thought I'd try and you know just try and win something with literally useless cards. Whereas this week, I I came fourth, so I got 121 pound from it, which obviously is. 10 times ish the my entry cost for it so i entered harvey Barnes and tiedemans which is six quid maybe between them something like that along those lines the hair and wambasaka who's probably another three four quid between them and then kovacic and bernardo silva so i'm actually starting to think there's 
it sounds stupid because obviously there's a bigger edge the more the more pricey players you put in but i think people are, are putting it so like cheap players in that actually all you need is someone with a half decent you know i mean three or four quid is not a lot of money when you can win 282 pound right was the the winning of the last one a silver contest over cross a game week is 176 pound so you'd be better off entering the silver the saturday silver was 243 pounds so actually that card drop is better than both silver payouts. I'm just having a quick look at the gold. I mean, the gold across the game, it was only 418. So you're not that kind of far away. So I think that people are going to start having a look and thinking, right, you know what? There's actually quite a, a bit of money to be made there. Obviously, you've got the extra risk of you don't actually get your cards back. But after kind of looking at some of the teams previously, are you, I mean, certainly this week, actually, they've, they've changed the format. They're going with £750, three cards on the Saturday and three cards on the Sundays. So they have actually changed it. Um, as, as kind of looking over the previous sort of teams, is that going to change in any way what kind of way you approach it, kind of by looking at the percentages and going, oh, well, only 2% of people used Harvey Barnes. He's only, what, £3.50. Like, he's not like he's an expensive player. Do you feel like going into these three-player ones that actually you're going to be slightly happier to enter for sort of more valuable cards? Yeah, quite possibly. Um to be honest, I didn't spend too much time preparing for the first two weeks worth. They, they were kind of, you know, I was preparing my all my normal entries and then they came last sort of thing. So I think I ought to start, you know, focusing on it a bit more because I think there is quite a lot of value in them, as you said, to be honest. Um, you know, people trying to get through on a very cheap budget. And I think players, you know, like Harvey Barnes and, well, there's a lot now, you know, a lot of these players that were up sort of, £10, you know, six months ago, Sackers and the likes of that, um, that are now dirt cheap and might be worth considering to put in them, to be honest. I think I might, yeah, have, have a bit of a better look at it this weekend, even though we've got the monster to prepare for again. But... Yeah, exactly that. But I feel like, I mean, certainly I'm I'm sure other people in the same boat, when contest credit is going down, the one good thing of having all of these excess cards is the fact that, you know, I could not play the normal things for a few weeks and use this as, you know, I've, I've only entered entered one, uh, I entered two teams this week, entered one team the week before. I mean, you can enter up to 10. So there's kind of the option there that if people do want to, you know, they've got 50, um, who's a different player that's quite bang average. Like Mason, Mason Mount's better than bang average. Well, I mean, bang average in terms of everyone's got their cards. Someone like a Mason Mount, rather than, we see a lot of people at the minute sell their cards to enter contests. Whereas I think this now could potentially be the route that actually people just don't enter those contests. They go, well, I'm just going to use the cards. And then, you know, if they can build back that cash, it then gives them credit to something else. So it kind of just all builds the ecosystem, doesn't it? But how are you kind of doing in terms of your contest credit? Are you are you lacking or are you a, quite a big pack man? Um, well, I have historically been a big pack man, as some people will know. But um, I mean, I use the, the, the enhanced deal of the day an awful lot over Christmas period. Um, so I got my contest credit up then to the highest it's ever been, which was... I don't know, somewhere between one and a half and two thousand. Um, but yeah, I've, I've, I've promptly dispatched <laughs> most of that since. But but you know, I, I'm still you know accruing it along the way through various means, you know, deal of the day and everything. But um, I mean, in my opinion, it might be a bit of a tangent here, but contest credit is one of the 
sort of biggest problems footstock face going forward with regards to keeping you know users engaged and their, their contest credit up because you know it's so easy to run out of contest credit i've like i said i had nearly two thousands worth you know six to eight weeks ago and it's been so easy to blast through it without really particularly trying to and um a lot i know a lot of people that i've seen you know it, it pains them to use actual real cash from their cash balance to enter contests um and i understand it but it's more of sort of a you know a psychological thing isn't it you don't want to use your cash you, you see your credit as more of like a, a free or discounted thing on the side um and that's why i don't know if you saw like a couple of weeks ago i suggested on slack maybe that you should be able to you know transfer money from your cash balance into a contest credit balance and obviously they brought out that that thing where you can buy the pack yeah amazing i have a very very appreciative of that because now i mean i've won a bit kind of last week and now you can you just pop it straight back into the credit and it's like it's it saves that temptation of buying extra cards that you don't need <laughs> yeah that's right yeah um but yeah it's um it's all about the psychology i think of <laughs> of you know what is actually a cash balance and um i, I think that's the biggest problem going forward yeah. for for footstock of keeping you know especially new users um engrossed in the platform and entering contests really uh if they can try and come up with some more ways of yeah uh, of you know enabling contest credit for people but i know you know obviously it will all costs cost for them isn't it so it's not it's, it's a hard job to do but yeah i think the, um, the enhanced deal of the day anyway over christmas was probably my favorite promotion they've done yet yeah um really took advantage of that and um yeah so I think sort of promotions going forward should maybe sort of concentrate on contest credit yeah, mainly great. from now on. Yeah, exactly that. And I'm so great. Like I said, I'm very grateful that they've changed those packs because now I literally I've got my tournament budget as such and anything that I keep that now as a completely separate budget as opposed to, you know, buying, I don't need to buy any players. I've got a bit of a, I'm not buying any more old players as such i'm keeping kind of a, a cash balance for auctions and stuff but now the rest i've actually got a, a contest balance as such because you know because that's at the end of the day is from in my mind obviously i'm not particularly a trader other people are traders and obviously make money that way but for me to make the money it's got to be i've got to be good at contest so if i've got a five grand ish contest pot i'm confident enough at the minute that I will make a profit on that and I just keep turning it back into that credit. So I, I think it's it's nice that they've done that. And obviously there's a few deposit bonuses in there as well. So it's certainly a, a good move. And now people can actually, you know, if if you get paid, you go, right, I'll stick two grand in, put it straight into contest credit. And now I need to make sure that over the month I turn it into more than the two grand. And then, you know, it could be that the end of the month, obviously you leave it all in the cash, then you take out the profit and then you put the two grand back into your credit and et cetera, et cetera. So I think it just gives a, a better way to manage bankroll because I've certainly found it's very difficult on, on Footstock without a lot of kind of tracking money here, there and everywhere with a lot of discipline, um, not being able to spend it on cards that are very cheap across the market. So yeah, that's certainly a, a positive step for sure um next thing that is new since we have had a podcast rewards 2.0 finally came to light um have you switched over mark or are you still on the old ones yeah i have switched over um i i, I completed a, 
a couple of the the older awards just in the nick of time to be honest um i think it was the uh cashing in the silver tournaments I, I was close to so i concentrated on silvers for a couple of weeks before the new rewards came out let's get that done and um yeah i switched over um i have to admit i wasn't blown away at first glance but i know you can only see the you know the first tier of the rewards to start with and they're always going to start low and w work your way up to better things so um yeah i think you know it was it was definitely needed. A lot of people were asking for it. A lot of people had completed most of the original rewards, so we needed, you know, something to keep you engaged while you while you're carrying on your footstock journey. But yeah, I haven't done too much in the way of the new rewards, apart from a few packs I've opened and a few of the deal of the day ones I've gone through. But yeah, I've not particularly been trying to do it. Um, it just happened to be that I went on a bit of a pack spree on. I think it was Friday last week, so I, yeah. not deliberately, but I got through the bronze and silver tiers on the rewards from doing that. Um, but yes, yeah, it's, it's not a race, is it? And uh, <laughs> it's designed to be completed in your own stride. So um, exactly that. I mean, I, I don't think Footstock have brought this in with the plan to like refresh them all in a month when everybody's finished it. I mean, I saw on on Slack that Mad the Beast has no, no. completed the platinum on Pat Master, and obviously I don't know how much that would have cost, but I'm expecting way up within the four or five grand mark maybe just to go through that straight away so i think the last one you have to open like 10 exclusives is one of them or something along those lines yeah but that's what i think i think people have got into the impression that oh i need to chase these rewards because some of the last ones you could whereas i think these five categories now so we've obviously got pack master deal maker beast bidder uh, the fantasy one and then the referral i see these as the ones that you kind of do without realizing and then hopefully the streaker ones that come in the the kind of they'll be the ones that you obviously chase because i'm assuming it will be i don't know use one deal of the day seven days in a row or enter a contest seven days in a row or something along those lines i think they're going to be the ones that you need to chase as such whereas these are a little bit more you kind of just you know if, if you do them you do them um is there any one of those five that you think you probably won't ever touch or one that you just don't really think i mean i've seen off the top of my head obviously the referral one looks di difficult because i think we've all referred a lot of friends already and james did say on the official podcast that we're going to get kind of the biggest um marketing refer a friend kind of boost next week so hopefully that's quite exciting and it might give me a bit more of a push to try and get a few more people on but are there any of those that you're thinking that i just don't really interest me at all um well not that not any that don't interest me but like you say, the referral one, um, I've brought two or three people onto the platform. Um, I'll be struggling to get many more, I think. Um, so I don't know whether I'm going to be able to progress at all through that one. But the other, the other, the others should all be, um, you know, easy enough to just, you know, go with as as you play the play the game, really. And um, yeah, I'll be interested to see if they, if they bring any new new tabs along along the way to you know because i think they said they're going to be adding to it didn't they so, yeah. Um, yeah i think i think there'll be like a, a euros reward bit and a, a champions league one potentially yeah there'll definitely be other things but um yeah so it's certainly going to be quite interesting um good job with the referral one that you know i've still got my nan my uncle my mum i'm sure, sure i can get all of those on if the old uh, reward's good enough i know that's not what they use it for but you know 
they're going to give it to us before we use it. <laughs> okay, we will get on at two questions, Max. Like we said, we're we're both busy men recording this in the middle of a, a working day. So, um, Dan Jackknife to start with. Thank you very much. Obviously, everyone for their questions as always. Um, for subs or against subs? No, I was one of those and uh, been discussed <laughs> so much lately. But I, I've tried to keep away from the slack too much on it to be honest i'm not massively opinionated on it but um whatever footstock decide to do and i think they brought out some provisional plans didn't they a couple of weeks ago i'm, I'm sure it'll work well um i've got confidence in them with that uh, it took them you know it's taken them a while to look into options and that can only be a good thing um but yeah and in, in a normal season we probably wouldn't even be having this discussion but this lineup would be a lot more predictable and you just, you know, just take the rough with the smooth. But my main concern, I think I've heard you talk about it before, is how it's going to affect the leaderboards in play. Um, if they can work it so that it's clear when a sub comes in and the points up, update at that time, then that's great. But I just don't want it to be that, you know, the, the contest is finished and you're sat top of the leaderboard and then half an hour later, someone leapfrogs you because the subs have come in then. But yeah, I don't know. I, I think I heard Tom on the official pod last week saying about that it might not even be introduced until next season or the Euros or something. And hopefully by then, you know, their tech team have worked out how they can sort it out with the leaderboards. Yeah, exactly that. I'm just going to go over the flow and have to adapt. I guess it's one of those things, isn't it? And a lot of people will be for it. A lot of people will be against it. And it's just one of those things. Um, second question, any new strategy to complete the rewards? Um, no, I don't think it's... It's not really something I need to create a new strategy for. Um, like I said before, it's not really any benefit to completing them quickly. Uh, so I'm just happy plodding through at my own pace. Um, yeah, just interested to see the new stuff, the streak rewards, what comes on. And, you know, in that case, that might require a bit more attention and speed, you know, to complete, whether it's going to be dailies or weeklies or whatever. Um, yeah, I don't think there's really anything that you need to create a strategy to complete, to be honest. Yeah. at the moment i absolutely agree and his third question is what is your average contest credit spend per month i'm not sure of an average but i tend to enter more contests depending on how confident i am on a particular set of fixtures which i'm sure is the case for most people um i can i can be a bit erratic with contest credit <laughs> the more the more i've got available the more i'm going to use it and then you know if I'm, if I'm scraping around then i'm more careful but i would generally say that i probably spend between 500 to a thousand a month um yeah so possibly a bit more since that enhanced the other day and i had you know quite a lot i spent quite a lot in january um but it was a, also a pretty barren month for me i didn't do particularly well in the contest i think it was my worst month for about five or six months um but picked up with a with a few uh decent caches in february so it's not been too bad but yeah contest credit is definitely something i need to need to work on a bit better with bankroll management and not let it fritter away <laughs> yeah i think that is the same pretty much for everybody we're, we're not disciplined enough people that when you goes into your cash balance and see some cards that you want to buy it goes on there and then you've got nothing left to enter the contest and then people have to sell their cards to enter the contest and then they lose that contest and then it's just a, a bad ecosystem rather than a good one so yeah hopefully this this new credit into uh credit uh, cash into credit pack sorry hopefully we'll start helping us all out on that one thank you very much dan for those questions next one 
Footstock Jedi. In the future, do you think Footstock could ever reach a point where someone would be able to possibly make a living out of trading slash tournaments? Uh, you already do that, don't you, Langton? I bloody wish, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think in terms of trading, you'd, you'd have to have an awful lot more active users on the platform than what we currently do. Um, you know, I love a lot more, really, because you can't really trade, you know, in bulk at present. It's hard to graph just to make a few quid trading unless you're li- literally sat there on footstock 24 7. Um, I'd like to get it to the stage of being able to make large amounts through trading, but I think we're a long way off. I mean, you can make good money, but whether it's enough to make a living, I very much doubt it. Uh, in terms of contests, I would say even now you could probably make a living, let alone in the future. Um, you know, if you're good enough, you see a lot of the same names at the top of the leaderboards week in, week out. So I'm sure some of them are capable of earning a living. I mean, what's the average cost of living these days? Two, two grand a month or something like that. It's definitely doable to, to win that in contests, I would say. A hundred percent. I've had I've had months where I've I've almost trebled my my actual job wage, <laughs> but then obviously at the same time I've had months where, you know, I've never I've not had a big losing month in well I don't think forever, but obviously there's still months where you you know close to break even. But that's the thing that uh, I don't know. I, I wouldn't want to take the punt yet. I don't think I ever will to be honest. But I, I absolutely agree. I think it definitely could be done. I really, I mean, I don't use trading anywhere as much as I should do. I just purely because I don't have the time. And obviously I'd rather play the contest than be focusing on trading all the time. But I mean, I know even, I think it was Carol on Slack that, you know, he's been on, he's been on not all the time at all. Um, He's been on for like little spurts here and there. And he made like four grand from trading in kind of six months and being very on and off. So, and that's hardly like maybe logging in like a couple of times a week. Like that's nothing major. So it can definitely be done. I just think, yeah, it, like you said, with the trading side, it probably need a few more active users. But um, yeah, with the tournaments, I think a hundred percent, a hundred percent, somebody could could take that as a living. I mean, I'm sure I'd love to know Mad Dog's ROI. I'm sure, I'm sure he could do that quite easily. But you know, you never know, dear. But yeah, I think absolutely yes. That's a very good question. But I, I'm not sure I'd ever want somebody to ask me what my profession is and me to say professional gambler. I think I'd, I'm not sure I could take that pressure. <laughs> um, Okay, Hoodwink has answered has asked loads. Thank you very much. Um, obviously, we'll skip out the one star tips and the monster because that has started already. Unless you have already had a quick look at this weekend, Mark. I don't know if you have. Um, is there anyone that kind of massively stands out for the Prem monster this weekend? I only had a very brief look, to be honest. Um, one star tips, he's saying, isn't he? Uh, I don't know. Liverpool against Sheffield, you know, the likes of Curtis Jones and Thiago are going to start. They could be good one star shouts. Um, I like Ruben Loftus-Cheek. Uh, he seems to be looking better with each game he plays for Fulham and I don't think he'll be a one-star for much longer. So, you know, I think they play Palace this week, don't they? So Palace, you know, I know they won on Monday, but it was less than convincing by the sound of things. Um, the only other half shout is is that Diania, is it, for West Brom, who they signed from Galatasaray. Um, he scored against United a couple of weeks ago and looked fairly sharp. You know, I'm not mad keen on choosing West Brom players, especially against Brighton. They look pretty good at the moment. Um, but, you know, if West Brom do manage to perform a smash and grab like Palace did last week, then Deanne could be the man to, to get a goal or two. 
I tell you what, it's not a it's not a one star. But I was having a, a very brief look earlier, and the thought of Rafinha up against El Mahamedi makes me very excited. I know that it, I know that it's a four star, but I wouldn't be surprised if Rafinha is very highly owned in the monster this week. I think that just looks like a you know a Villa without Grealish, without Cash. I really like that one. Obviously, Bale is a one star at home to Burnley, and if Mourinho doesn't play him. I'll lose my head. <laughs> I know Bale will go and get injured tonight. Um, yeah, tonight in the Europa League. But I, yeah, I think Bale's another great one-star option. I think if he gets through tonight and still looks half decent, I think he'll only play 45. I think he'll start, but I think Mourinho will take him off at half time. Uh, I think we could see him up against a home to Burnley um, at one star, which hopefully, as much as I hate Spurs, I'm sure we can turn Burnley over. Who knows? <laughs> um, Okay, do, 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 do. where are we? Next one. So, do you think footstock should look at pack prices and reduce them or add something extra? They were increased due to the market booming, but they said they would take appropriate action or increase the content available if the card prices dropped. You've had a bit of a luck with them lately, so maybe happy, but overall, are they fairly priced for us? Well, I think now since the new rewards have come out and, you know, and packs are, one in, are involved in one of those sections of the rewards, I don't think they'll change them in terms of pricing for a while um on the whole they don't present a massive amount of value with the prices of cards decreasing it's always a better idea to buy from the market at the moment um to be honest if it wasn't for the contest credit in the packs and i probably wouldn't do too many of them at the moment anyway uh obviously you can have your lucky runs on packs and then you won't hit anything worthwhile for ages uh they're, they're just a gamble and you know they present less value and the odds should be in favor of the house really so yeah i mean i've been on in the opinion of since sort of last summer uh even when the pack values were great value back then um that maybe there should be an additional pack thrown in between the 30 pound and 100 pound bracket because it's quite a leap really um you know because you know there's some people that be prepared to pay 30 pound or, or even 50 pound but not would be put off by a hundred pound pack i mean i'd probably adjust it to something like you know change the 30 pound one to a 25 pound and then put a 50 pound pack in the middle somewhere um but yeah that's i don't know whether they're planning on changing things up with that i think they seem pretty set on how it is at the moment yeah i can't see them reducing it purely because i i know that hoodwink put something in there yesterday that he didn't agree with but i just think that then puts a lower market cap slash potential on prices because it means that packs become better value a lot quicker than they will do now whereas you know and then that will tip the scale and then more people buy packs and then they have to sell them on the market etc 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 i just i don't think they'll reduce it because of that reason i think right now there's a massive room for growth but i think if they reduce the pack prices i think it would reduce that potential for growth i could be completely wrong but i agree with you that i don't think they'll be changed for a long time but at the same time we all know that packs are crap values so people cannot complain when they open them and get a crap pack yeah that's right see a lot of it in the slack <laughs> yeah it really frustrates me like as everybody knows it's a gamble if you want to gamble you happily to take the gamble fair play crack on with the packs but right now if you're you know, if you don't want to take the gamble, go to the market. 99% of the time, you are not going to get your value back. But that is a question for another day through the, the pack uh, and users discussion. Thoughts on the new user free roll smashing through a thousand. How do Footstock keep them engaged and continue to play contests with us? 
yeah, I was uh, flabbergasted actually when I heard those numbers, um, especially in how they've grown so you know massively over the last few weeks. I wasn't really aware that that many new users were coming to the platform, to be honest. Um, but yeah, it's, it's fantastic. And um, I think the new user contest is a great idea to help new users find their feet before competing against, you know, people who've been playing on for a while. Um, First Stock are already doing great things to keep new users engaged, like the, the mentoring program. Are they still doing that? I think it's on pause, as far as I'm aware. It's on pause, is it? Yeah. But that was a good idea. Um, I think there's also, is there a section on the new rewards for new users? So that can help keep them interested. Um, and maybe something like some discount coupons to use on the market or something to help people build up their first few cards in their collection. Um, yeah, something like that, really. Yeah, I agree. And I think we need to, we need to, A, remember that this is, I mean, first off, offered, I think it was all people that haven't been on the platform for a while, these 10 free cards to play the tournament so i'm not going to pretend that oh that's it we've got a thousand new paying customers but if they can turn 10 percent of those thousand into you know paying customers that then start to play the platform again is something that's worked and i think you know i saw a lot of people on twitter going oh but it's just because i've got 20 emails from footstock giving me free cards so i played it that's fine and i'm sure 90 percent of people will probably think that way and they're never going to touch footstock again but it could be that the you know the 70 the 80 the 100 that won something that actually think you know what i'm going to give this another chance it all starts to build up um so i think we need to remember that it's not actually a thousand new users you know that that's not the case but if they can turn a thousand you know a hundred of those into actual users then it's going to do you know a great job for the platform i mean one thing i've I've banged on about i'm not particularly too bothered about prices but i would like to see contest entries start to increase because i feel like now i was thinking about the other day actually when we had the the footstop world championship that was a hundred pound i think it was a hundred pound entry and i think it was slugs didn't he win like 10 grand or something it was something along those lines for, for winning that one um and it's even like the monsters now don't get don't get anywhere near that and i feel like i want to start seeing you know a gold now if it hits 200 is quite good i want to start seeing those increase i think if they can just turn a small percentage of those new users into paying customers but now that the onboarding is better and the the new user journey is better and all those kind of things i think i think they'll start to do it i really do so yeah do you think that's to do with um, users struggling with contest credit or do you think it's to do more with the fact that there's more contests to enter now so people are spreading the money about yeah I, I think it's a bit of both I think the main issue is that people are coming from from places where they think that everybody can win and on footstock you can't all win so you know it is going to be the better users are going to make more money. So I just think it's going down to actually some people realise, actually, I'm not particularly very good at contests. I'm going to stop entering. I mean, even Lethal, I've I know he won't mind, but he's been on a pretty bad run. He said he literally he can't afford to enter at the minute, so he's had to stop entering for a bit. And that's just because he's not been successful enough. So I don't know. I think it's more down to the fact that people can't win. And if you know they're going for a... a a few week, a few months spell, and they haven't got the right background management. Um, I just think they think, well, it's not for me. But it's difficult to get over that because not everybody can win. So it's kind of those like, yeah, it's a catch twenty two because not everyone can win. But you know, not everyone's also going to then stay on the platform because if they're not winning, they're not going to stay on the platform. But 
you know, if you're not good at contests, there's the trading. If you're not good at the trading, there will be the games. Touchwood, hopefully they won't be too far away. So there's always kind of other other bits and bobs that people can go into. And obviously there's always free rolls and there's always those bits and bobs like that. So, yeah, it's a good question. I'm not really sure. I don't know. I'm not sure because, I mean, I'm getting near to kind of the end of my contest credit. I will top it up. But even if I got to zero, um, you know, I'd be happy just to carry on playing with cash because I'm at the minute, you know, for the last 11 months, I've been pretty much positive each month in terms of money. So, yeah, it's a, it's a difficult one, really, really difficult one to get their head around. And that's why it's a little bit complex, I think. Um, okay, final uh, final two questions, sorry, um, from CoxyCox8. Don't know if anything was discussed as revealed by Footstock last year when the Summer Euro should have taken place, but if not, what do you hope to see from Footstock in terms of contests and promotions leading up to and during the Euros? Um, well, I'd expect them to have a pretty decent market marketing strategy leading up to the Euros, as obviously is a, it's a massive selling point, an opportunity to get new users on board um, and hope that they stay interested and continue on to next season and beyond. I think a good way for them to market it could be similar to what they did with a 100k free roll, maybe have some sort of tournament long free roll contest with a nice guarantee or maybe a lot, you know, a tournament long monster contest. Obviously, we're talking about 100k for a four week long contest, but, you know, something like 10 or 15k might be doable. I don't know. Um, Obviously, the daily contest will be there as well. I'm sure they're already thinking about lots of innovative ways to bring you know different ideas for, for different contests for the euros um i think we touched on it earlier that they, they're going to add some new rewards for the euros i'm sure they'll do some sort of promotions you know referrals of friends or sign up bonuses um but it wouldn't surprise me if they did maybe a, a net spend bonus as well possibly at the latter end of the tournament when there might be you know risk of some sell-offs uh, try and keep the market going but yeah um, I'm, I'm sure they got a lot at their sleeve yeah I agree um, and I'm sure they're going to use that as a big 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 marketing push you'd expect and you know I just hope that by the time we get to that stage games are implemented and the you know the the whole platform is a, is a bit more polished and a bit more finished we're still in that transition i should hope by that time the old desktop has been gone and everything that is over that is need to be and then it's purely the app and the website not the new one the old one the old app the new app blah blah blah, blah. that's why i'd hope that we are at that situation um final one from hoodwink is in two parts we'll do the proper part first and then we'll finish with our age-old fish question um what percentage of a collection is European cards now? And what's the reason for such a high percentage? Uh, so you already know there's a high percentage. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, far too much, to be honest. Um, I went a bit mad on the auctions. You know, everything I've won in contests since the auctions began has been spent on them and on the European players. Um, I was going with the strategy of buying way more than what I needed, really, with the plan of, you know, given myself a big selection headache when it comes to the European contest. But yeah, I'd also plan to, you know, sell a few before the monsters kicking off. But I ended up spending so much bloody time preparing for the monsters that I, I forgot to list a load of players. Um, so. I'll be honest, not many of them sold anyway, because I was top priced on most of those in the pre for most monsters. I was expecting decent trading markups and it only happened on a handful. So you didn't miss that much. 
Yeah, I, I did sell a few yesterday before the second monster. Um, but yeah, going back to Pitterbinger's question, um, I'm not going to go through my whole collection to work it out because I don't think there's a way you can find it out, you know, um, without doing it manually. But I would guess around 65% maybe is European cards now. Yeah, because I did have a bit of a cutback on my Premier League players. Um, obviously lost a few through deal a day because I wasn't rebuying when the enhanced one was on, I wasn't rebuying and selling them then. So I lost quite a few through that. And I was cutting back a little bit for, for other reasons during my barren January. Um, so, yeah, I think the European cards, well, they're definitely overtaken. The Premier League cards, I, I would guess about 65% maybe. But I did I did even... How many Harlands have you got? Harlands. Um, the, the big guys, I haven't got, you know much in the way of quantity um harlands i think i've got seven or eight oh, maybe man, i just want every single one of them i wish i could afford yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah you see i was i was liking picking up all these little you know differential little one two star gems that did me well in the, the european contest for the group stages um but yeah obviously i've got quite a few of the of the big guys as well but not to the extent of double figures, I don't think. I think the only one I've got double figures is Joe Felix. Whether he's classed as a big guy, I don't know. He was obviously one of the cheaper end ones. Um, but yeah, I did. I did consider going 100% European at one stage, but I think it's a bit risky putting, you know, all your eggs in one basket. And just in case the, the European stuff doesn't, you know, kick, kick on and keep going, even though I'm sure it will. But there's an element of risk there, so. Yeah, and, I, and, I, and I'd always be bored on the, you know, the weekends when there was no European action and stuff like that. But yeah. Yeah, it was actually like the little kind of one-star cars that made the trading profit, like the, you know, the Barisic's at Rangers you were selling for £5 a pop profit, like Bebu at Hoffenheim, like picking up, I think it was about 90p on auction and selling for like eight quid. It's those ones that made the market. The top ones didn't really make any kind of profit, but the, the bottom ones certainly did. Um, but even though I was looking, I put this on Twitter the other day, like Josh Meyer at uh, Fulham, obviously picking up on auction, I think it's about 80p on average and you're selling for about a fiver. And that to me is kind of the vision of the future of Footstock that when everyone's at the right volumes, okay, he, he's been on good form. He had a good fixture at home to Sheffield United. That sort of thing should happen. You know, I'm not saying I don't want every single card to do that. That's ridiculous. You know, if a card's got a hard fixture and they're not playing very well, of course they should drop. But that's kind of, for me, the, the look towards the future that someone like a Josh Meyer card could pick up for 80p, was on good form, could sell him for close to a five and he's now back down to a couple of quid and that's exactly what it should be. So that, for me, was quite an exciting thing to look into the future. And then the final part... Yeah, I did I did sell a, sell a few last Saturday morning as well. Yeah, Josh great Meyer, actually, So Yeah, that was yeah nice. really good markups. Um, so his final one is, would you rather have fish bottom and Anthony Gordon's face or other way around? God. <laughs> this question nearly had me run to the toilet when I saw it. Uh, well, after much deliberation, um, well, not that much, really. I, I, I would rather have Anthony Gordon top half and fish bottom half because with a face like Anthony Gordon's, you know, I wouldn't ever contemplate going near the bottom half anyway. So... There's your short and sharp answer to that one. 
<laughs> I love it. I love that sort of answer. Thank you, Hidwink. Um, you've thrown in loads of questions there, which is absolutely brilliant. Um, okay, Mark, that, that's going to have to do us for today. Um, if anybody kind of wants to find you to have a chat about anything, where are the best places to do so? Um, yes, I'm on Twitter at SwissMark20 or I'm also on the Slack community, just a SwissMark. Yeah, I'm happy to answer any questions if anyone's got any or just general footstop chat, really. Perfect. That's really nice to hear. Um, so this podcast will be out on Sunday. But until then, we will obviously be back next weekend. Good luck for the monster as this obviously will come out bang uh, in the middle and we'll speak to you next week. <laughs>